but they're gonna do like a little intro thing. <laughs> it's your podcast, bro. Nice, bruh. Is it recording? Yeah, we're fully recording. Dude, welcome, Hello. welcome to my room. Welcome to this uh, podcast, this episode of the Digs Dollop. I know it's about time. Cause I remember when you, <laughs> well, I remember when you you made a post. But I was like, oh, this is sick. Like, I'm sure I'll be on it at some point. Well, it finally happened. It finally happened after a whole five episodes. Yeah, a whole five. <laughs> Dude, it's uh, it's cool though. It's weird because it's like I'm trying to figure out exactly what direction. Like I want to go with this because it's uh, everyone has like an idea to like have a podcast. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like I want this to be like going a certain direction, but I don't want it to be just like all humor or all like super serious. Dude, yeah. I do that all the time when I'm alone. Dude, it's so much harder to like incorporate like humor when you're alone. Yeah, you're, like, like, telling jokes, like, oh, do I laugh at my own joke? (laughs) Oh, I'm so funny. It's impossible, especially with, like, certain topics I want to talk about that are, like, not just, like, talking shit and stuff. Well, it's, like, especially... Mowgli. Well, Well, and it's, like, especially if you're, like, trying to make light heart of kind of a, like, kind of a heavy thing. It's, like, oh, like, I have depression, ha-ha. I know, dude, yeah. It's, like, laugh, guys, it's funny, I promise. (laughs) (laughs) It's like it's okay. It's like I'm okay, but it's you know. It's yeah. Well, and that's what I've uh, Mowgli. Please stop. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> um, dude. So this week is why I wanted to have <laughs> Steel on for this week is because we are just both mentally effed people. I'm I'm the poster child of of uh, mental health. <laughs> That's so not true. And what is pretty funny about it is, like, uh, we each, I feel like, have our own ways of, like, self-deprecating humor, of, like, making light of actually... It's, it's a lot of sad clown humor. Yeah. It's like, ha la- laugh at me, so it's, like, not a serious thing. <laughs> so these deep So I don't feel don't sad. So <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's funny. <laughs> totally. <laughs> I've got problems. I, but that's, like, really what I've, I've found with, like, just my own stuff, especially, like, being around friends and stuff. Like, when you're alone, those feelings are super heavy and super real and super not funny. So, but then, like, especially yeah. being around, uh, like, a group of guys. Well, and, like, we're so good. Like, me, you, me, you, as we're, like, so good at about, I mean, Ezra, not so much, but. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's just like. About feelings. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, I mean, it's just, no, like, you're right. Like, it's, you know, when you're with, like, friends. And, and that's the thing is, like, you, you could never, like open yourself up and like be lighthearted with like your family because it's like you like they're just going to have a bias and that's the thing is like yeah for sure and that's the thing that's so nice about like being able to talk to your friends about is because like yes you know that they love you but like when and then also when you know like they've also kind of gone through some stuff like there's not going to be any bias so it's like you can speak you can speak your mind and just know that you know totally and i feel like also with like having friends that are really there to just like listen to you with I feel like family, there's a lot of like fix it type yes. mentality. Yeah. Like oh, absolutely. I'm gonna you just need to do this, you just need to do this, like I'm gonna fix this for you, which is uh it comes from a good place, but also that's just not reality. Yeah, and it's like not that's not always what you need. 
yeah. it's like you just need a vent sometimes and totally like totally. that's why i really like enjoyed being able to go to a completely non-biased person like a licensed therapist yeah. that can yeah. point the finger back at you and be like yeah. look at your actual behavior of what yeah. you're doing without like a family member they're not gonna really want to like hurt your feelings yeah. because they actually do love you and really care about you so it's like kind of natural mm-hmm. to be like i'm gonna hold back what i really think yeah. and try and cater and say yeah. cater to what i think is gonna not hurt your feelings the most but may not be the most beneficial for yeah you. and you know it's like and you know with a therapist who's on like exactly what you said like that's exactly what i think but you know they're not going to hold back because like if you want to talk to your family or like even your friends to some degree it's like you know they are going to maybe kind of be walking on eggshells with you or whatever it may be but like a you know psychologist because i've god i was i was seeing one for about two years i think ish but i mean that's like you yes <laughs> did i beat you do i win <laughs> hell no damn <laughs> i have years on you yeah you probably do just kidding well no because i but i say years of like i of probably like really bad and then they're like yeah like i'm good and then well you hit rock bottom again yeah, not just like a therapist but like just looking back on it like I feel like you can see this in me too. Like I spent a lot of time, like whenever we would get together, of just like starting to fire hose what is going on. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> this is just too much. This yeah. is crazy. Yeah, we were kind of your, your therapist for a while. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. It's yeah. like I just had to get shit out yeah. where that was like my coping mechanism mm-hmm. was like just like needing to share and have someone just listen yeah. and have like different perspective. But then – being able to really just like let go of shit and not mm-hmm. have it just consume mm-hmm. my day-to-day well-being which is super hard to do because like what i've kind of been understanding with just like educating myself a lot more just on like how things affect the body and especially through childhood mm-hmm. how, things, <laughs> how things literally affect us so much and mm-hmm. then and then with our just society you go you grow up as a child you go through school then you go into the workplace and so many of us just mindlessly just continue that pattern without really internalizing like oh shit like i probably have things from my childhood that are causing me to feel stressed and anxious and depressed and this is of course these conversations are all relative mm-hmm. but like a lot of what weighs on the human body are things that happen to us in childhood so that's yeah. really what I've, like, been so fascinated with and just, like, wanting to open up that door of just, like, creating conversations. Yeah. Well, have you looked into very much stuff about deve- developmental psychology? Um, I mean, like, what you're saying you have, but, like, maybe you just don't know the word, but. Yeah. I struggle with words. Yeah. I'll. Everyone's. I, 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 can, I, can, I, can, I can figure out what you're trying to say and I'll have the words for yeah, you. So but, yeah, yeah developmental exactly psychology. What happened when I had sister on here is like i'll describe something so perfectly but there's like a specific word out there to describe what yeah I'm yeah saying. yeah like like yeah um like you're giving the webster definition but you can't actually use yeah <laughs> but no like yeah because like developmental psychology was like one of the favorite classes i took but one of the big um topics and something that i'm really interested in that i might do research on is it's like attachment theory have you heard anything about that yes yeah so you know i wrote like codependency yeah, like there's just, I mean, attachment theory is a big umbrella term yeah. and all that stuff, but you know that I think that is a for good, sure. It's it's cool, you know. It's and it's almost like 
you know, trace, like tracing back what's been, you know, experiences and all that kind of yeah, stuff. And like, totally. you, you can start tracking down. And that was a lot of what, you know, the time I was talking with my therapist was, was like tracing things back and trying yeah, to really pinpoint behaviors with experiences or, you know, anything like that. And yeah, you know, which, and is, that's so, which is so foreign to most people. Like, what I'm saying is trying to describe of just like being mindful. Like what the hell does that even mean? Yeah. It's like really looking at yourself with as little bias as you can and like really starting to understand, like I may not be just what I am right now and have to figure out how to cope with this. Like digging up all of those things make you see and understand how like your body creates like protective parts of itself to try and like protect its body and mind from getting hurt again from whatever experience yeah. that you may have gone through so then you then you go it's into adult, adulthood yeah adulthood and those things may not serve you to the best degree whereas in childhood it's like you just have to kind of experience life and survive yeah so and it's like that's totally fine but then once you're supposed to be an adult and start <laughs> providing for yourself and start transitioning into just owning up to and a taking accountability for yourself, which is super hard when you have a lot of shit that's weighing on you mm-hmm. that you can't just, like, it's super hard to just get thrown into like the business world and like thrown into schooling. And it just is a lot more difficult mm-hmm. when all of your capacity is taken up yeah. by like traumatic events. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, that's, that's spot on. And you know, I, something that I've kind of, cause like, God, if, like, I mean, we haven't, like, I mean, I miss you, by the way. Like, we haven't hung out a lot yeah, lately. Yeah. Just I been so crazy, you. but <laughs> just getting that out of the way. But, like, no, like, you are just going to see, like, how much I've, like, developed and grown over this last year. Mm. Well, I can already definitely yeah. feel it after yeah. getting out of some uh, toxic relationships. <laughs> yeah. Um, Maybe no. not. That's the not like, the right word. But no, it's just like I mean that was just, just a, a funny comedic <laughs> relief moment. <laughs> just just throwing a little humor to to lighten things up. <laughs> yeah, dude. It's like, yeah. but no, it just I mean it's like and it's just it's something that's just so nice is like having that perspective now. It's like man, like I really was mm-hmm. struggling. Yeah. Because like you can't recognize it when you're in it. Totally. But like, totally. And it just it's just so hard to like see where you're at when you're in the moment. Like if you're on cloud nine or if you're at rock bottom. Yeah, and so yeah. it's like yes, you know people who say like. You know, it's like, oh, you just got to, you know, do what you can to, like, make the best of your life. It's like, yeah, that's true. But, like, understand that those rock bottoms are going to give you perspective and just make you appreciate, like, cloud nines and the highs so much better. Totally, dude. And I totally agree. And, you know, people who, like, and that's the thing is, you know, experiencing trauma, trauma is a normal thing. Trauma is a healthy thing because it gives us perspective, you know. It's like, you know, and it's we have a lot of experience with this, you know, kids around us who grow up just with not a problem in the world, everything's taken care of. And, and, you know, obviously we don't know everything going behind, going on behind the scenes, but yeah, you know, they don't really have much trauma and they don't have much, they don't have a, like a ton of negative experiences, you know, maybe yeah. like we do or whoever. Going and that, that something comes is. with a whole different set of struggles when you're then faced with yourself. Yeah. As yeah. And so that's the thing is their first, their rebuild. first major trauma is when yeah. they're 24 years yeah. old. They're like, what yeah. the hell do I do? Yeah, totally. But for us, you know, we've been kind of practicing and figuring it out and yeah. learning as we go. You know, yeah. Kind of, uh, not forced, but like you just have to adapt very quickly, which 
causes you to take on responsibility as a child that may not be that is like very like adult oriented yeah i mean it it forces you to grow up yeah for sure and maybe forces isn't the best word but you know it's like if i hadn't gone through some of the stuff i did when i was in younger like there's no way i could have dealt with stuff that i was that i had to deal with you know in college totally you know totally (laughs) and like you were saying like it's super hard to see that perspective when you are at like a rock bottom state like there's i just when you say that i I think of this (coughs) this time in my life where like i was just like going from one thing to the next of just like repeating just shitty patterns that were exhausting for myself and then just getting into these relationships that would be like just honestly like the same (laughs) the same kind of story just with a different person that like I got to a point where I was like I am like I feel like I'm nuts like I feel like I'm crazy like the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again expecting a different result so that's that's exactly what I was like what my life was was just like repeating these patterns like and then being like oh trying to find every reason as to why it wasn't something that I needed to fix or that I needed to go inward and just kind of address or go get help and why like why I wanted to talk just with a man about this is that with kind of today's society and how a lot of our you know western culture is set up of just kind of like the man is like a provider and like is like shouldn't really address these emotional parts because that's more of a, a feminine role mm-hmm. like that is such dog shit <laughs> well how many what percentage of suicides do you think are male it's isn't it like 60 percent? 75 percent of suicides are male male yeah see dude and like that's why it's so important to just like talk about openly that like it's okay to express and get to the bottom of emotional baggage and crap that's not like all fun and games and macho and like yeah i mean it's and again i can say this because i've definitely been there done that but it's like it's arrogant to just like like no like i don't want to talk about my feelings or you know i can handle it it's just because it's like not it's because eventually it's going to get bad enough where you're going to start damaging yourself you're going to start damaging those around you Mm. your relationships are going to start suffering and it's like it's it's arrogantly selfish yeah. to do that because it's like it becomes a matter of it when. is it's when it, are you gonna do it and it's pride too it's like just fucking lower your ego so i don't know if i can say no, you can say no. it's like just fucking like lower your like just drop your ego and it's like like you don't need to be this hard-nosed you know emotionless providing per- it's like it you yeah. just it doesn't like that's, that's just not the fantasy. case like, it that's really something is that we've created that isn't actually um isn't actually what a human being is is about like that's that's so damaging because that's not like a natural version of what a whole human being should be trying to accomplish yeah and i I really like that you brought up the point of getting rid of your ego like i've been the past kind of year just really been obsessed with like studying what is the ego like with myself have you read ego is the enemy uh-uh. find that book it's really good really? it's probably one of my favorite books i've read once we stop this i need to put that in my yeah. list of books yeah it's so good but like with me like that's i feel like that's just a term that's thrown around a lot too but like when you when you talk about ego like 
for instance, like I feel like high school is like a sh- all ego. Like <laughs> everyone <laughs> is focused on, dude, did you see that this dude's driving this car? And you're so focused on how people see you, like that part of you that wants to be seen, mm-hmm. that part of you that like wants things to fuel your self your sense of accomplishment and like who you are if i have all of these things all these people will see me as such but like getting rid of that portion of your consciousness that is so reliant on focusing on how other people see you mm-hmm. and transitioning into like just like i feel like it's a higher level of being a part of this world or consciousness whatever you want to use yeah. to to be able to break away from from just that mentality and not needing to rely on what people think of you and like how would you describe like lowering your dropping your ego like that's such an umbrella term I mean that is that is a question like what I was going to say next that is a question that lets me answer but it's like something that I learned and just kind of figured out is like like I don't, I just don't matter. Like in the grand scheme of things, I really don't matter. And when yeah. you realize that, that you're literally just like a speck of dust, like <laughs> totally. I, like I mean, it's like it's you know that sounds kind of far fetched and well, like it's, it's, fairy it's, tale, it's, but that's so true. Like, that's like we don't matter. We don't matter. Yeah. <laughs> like what? Like what? This person thinks of you just doesn't. It literally does not yeah. matter unless you want it to matter. Which it's that that's like a hole that consumes you when you're so fo- like. I am such a good example good example of this because yeah it's called spotlight effect being have, you, have you heard about that no I like, mean it's like it's people pleasing no it's just that you think and you know everyone does this it's not a you know but it's like spotlight effect is where you think everybody is just so focused in on you mm. and you know, that you know but god i've the amount of times i've had issues with that but it's like it just, no people don't give a shit about you like for me, like that everyone like, really is consumed with themselves. Themselves, like, and that's not a bad thing, but it's like it, people don't really give a shit about you. Yeah, like, <laughs> see, you yeah. know, take that as it is. But like that, that can be comforting, but also really damaging, depending on who yeah, you're talking exactly. to. Exactly, and that's why it's. But but when I I look at it like when you're saying that, I see, like, you don't matter in the grand scheme of things like you're as a speck of dust but if you can get to a point where you feel like you matter to just yourself that you're empowered from within yourself that you feel like you don't need outsiders opinions to fuel your sense of accomplishment and belonging yeah you know (coughs) reason to be here Mm -hmm. then it's like you don't need to matter to anyone else because you know exactly who you are and what you stand for within yourself. Like yeah. you don't, you don't need someone to, which I feel like that's a constant thing mm-hmm. of constantly working to gravitate towards. Yeah. And we have so many, f- why this is, I feel like such like just even starting this and why I feel like, Oh, I feel weird starting to talk about these subjects because I feel like a lot of people are our age right now that are just so, f- there are so many distractions right now that it's so, much easier now than ever to get caught up just in whatever whatever distractions you want to talk about you know what i mean and why it's like it takes a different type of person to really hone in on (coughs) just like really focusing on things that affect us internally and wanting to 
get to a, a state of being where those that you, you you aren't so heavily reliant on external sources yeah. or distractions in I, order to just feel numb. Yeah, I mean, and that's things that just like that just comes with maturity. That's why kids in high school struggle so bad is because they're just not mature enough to, yeah, you know, figure that out. <laughs> Which is it's, so it's funny because like, <laughs> you say that to us in high school and it's like instant you, rage. No. Yeah, it's like, are you kidding me? Like, I'm <gasps> so mature. I, I know what I'm doing. No, yeah, no you don't. You don't like it's it's, like, it's so fu- like I I didn't i i always think about this like i think a year two five years back i'm like man i really didn't know shit back then <laughs> and then i just know in five years you know when i'm 27 looking back now it's like man i'm not gonna know shit about myself yeah dude it's like i mean and and honestly that makes me like excited because it's like you know i'm just gonna keep like learning and growing blossoming and, yeah it's like it just yeah you which, you think that way and it's like man like i'm just gonna keep like growing yeah totally <clears throat> And with, um, like, how we were just talking about, like, thinking of yourself in high school, like, I, I've been doing just, like, a lot of stuff like that. And, like, really thinking of, like, in high school, like, you hear adults being like, oh, just you wait. Like, you don't you don't even understand how life is yet. Like, whatever. Like, but then really, to like, trying to think of yourself when you were a child and, like, like you're thinking just as much as you were back then and in high school as you are now. Like really just like to think about like you're processing just as much. It's so easy for um, like adults to want to put like younger kids down and generations and make them be like, Oh, you're so stupid because I've experienced so much more because I'm an adult and I'm older. But like you hear that from people and like you still have this part of you that goes like, like I don't believe you because if that were the case, all you would have to do is just live, and you would increasing I- increasingly become more and more wise, which that's not the case with so many damn people. So many people are just unaware of themselves and the effect they have on others. Like, there are so many people, like, we've experienced that are way more mature in high school, way more mature as in their 20s, 30s, whatever. Even little kids that seem like they're, like, teenagers you know what i mean like there is certain types of you know processing that comes with just like different different levels of awareness so that that's like what i've been like just really intrigued with like yeah how far can i go with obtaining different levels of processing and consciousness and like lowering my ego and Mm -hmm. not being so inflated and in internally involved with my mental crap like Mm -hmm. how much can i let go of to just like and you know going back to just kind of like just talking about like the different levels of cognitive ability like as we grow it's like and i think that's something that you and i both can kind of have a good perspective on from ourselves and as well as coaching because like yeah you deal with like high school kids who are just going through the worst years of their life you know i'm i'm the same like because i coach i coach 20 totally. so kids going to their junior year i think sophomore year junior year, i don't know i coach 23 graduates 24 graduates and then 2028 graduates so little fifth graders which are so fun dang they're so much fun Dude, but like I bet, I bet that is fun yeah they're th- but it's just like i mean it's like you can like just you can see like some kids stand out in maturity some kids don't it's just like there's totally there's nothing wrong there's nothing good or bad about it it's yeah. just like everyone 
everyone does their own thing at their own pace. Yeah, and learning different lessons. Like, yeah. That's why I have almost, I don't like have an issue with advice, but I've really come to understand that people are going to have different opinions from their own experience that they may struggle with later in life. Yeah. Like people are going to say, Oh, you just don't need to do this. And like, or like we've grown up in a society where there's <laughs> like, just like the holiday mentality. If like you check all of these boxes and like, I'm, I'm, kind of on my high horse because I've done A, B, and C, but then those same people that are giving you advice on how to live life are then going through... Convinced I'm going to go to hell because I drink and do drugs and yeah, you are swear. Yeah, sure. <laughs> That's just such... Uh, what is that? A phone call? That sounds like it's from your bed. It's my Apple Watch. Oh. Why aren't you wearing it? That would be nice because then I could literally see... Yeah. Look, look at my watch tan line. Dude, I have ringed hand lines. Oh, you are so bougie. You wear rings. Yeah, dude, I love jewelry. <laughs> I'm so in touch with my feminine <laughs> side. Well, and you got your you got what what are they called? Your your vibe beads. My, uh, I don't know what they're called. They're just called beads, bro. <laughs> you call, what'd you call them when you put them on? Your vibe beads? <laughs> well, your 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 bad vibe blockers. Yes, dude. My bad vibe. Be- my bad vibe beads. Your an- what's that shirt you have? Anti bad vibe. vibe shield. Yeah. That's, that's My anti bad vibe beads. <laughs> <laughs> I knew that was coming. Um, like you know those like those like bracelets where you like whip them on. Yeah, it's like dude. Those, <laughs> it's, it's like you like whip those on, <laughs> but then like when you want to use them for like for like butt stuff. <laughs> you just and, and when you're done, just come quick wash and whip them back on your wrist. <laughs> that's dirty. Yeah, that's stinky. Stinky. Oh my freak, dude! I'm glad that we're <laughs> incorporating this into mental health. Just, just lighten the mood a little bit. It's just whatever, whatever helps your mental state. Yeah, just lighten the mood. But stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, I thoroughly enjoy my time on the toilet. I don't. <laughs> but I also shit like five, because I have like, I, well, like you know, I, I'm just unhealthy. Period. Like, you know how like I shit like six times a day probably. Yeah. And it's like not comfortable poops either. They're <laughs> like, they're violent. <laughs> they're violent poops. Yeah, they're violent. I'm sure so it's like I've I kind of loves that. Have you guys have you guys pooped yet? Yeah, not we. That's the one we refuse to poop in front of each other. Yeah, dude, that takes a while. Yeah. That's that's serious trust. Yeah, but I mean, like, that's literally the only thing. <laughs> the only thing that you guys haven't done. Yeah. You guys have explored everything else. Easy. Have you? Have you guys kissed yet? Yeah, we've kissed a couple times. Dude, that's that's a weird thing. Hmm. It's like think of how just insane like your first kiss was or just like Do you want to hear about it? Kissing a g- yeah. I I had a bad first kiss. So it was it was in Jake Dunn's backyard. It was me, Jake Colton Payne <laughs> with with Jake's old junior high girlfriend Hannah Matern who I was convinced he was going to marry. God, nice. So I remember telling him, I was like, dude, like, you're going to marry that girl. <laughs> We're in eighth grade. <laughs> um, Things feel just as real oh back God, then. Oh, my God. They do. It's like, God, that was the most relevant thing. But, no, it was, it was us three and then Bella. Bella. Silva. C. Payne's gr- girlfriend. I don't know okay. where they're at. And Emma Balif. Maybe you don't remember her. But, no. like, you know, eighth grade crush. Like, I, I was crushing on Emma. And we were playing... 
God, truth or dare, probably. So I don't even know if you can count that as your first kiss, but we get dared to kiss. You know, I'm like, oh, God, it's my first kiss. Nobody knows. But obviously, like, you can't say that because you're just going to get shit on by your friends. <laughs> and I lean in and I kiss her and we pull away. And you know what she says to me? She goes, you kiss really weird. Oh, that is. The, and that is where you started to have just. It's it's my first kiss. It's like a girl I have you a crush on. You kiss so really weird. So much mistrust like, after that. Oh man, that hurt. <laughs> Going back to childhood mm, wounds. That hurt. Instantly has issues with women. Yeah, that hurt. <laughs> that hurt. Yeah, it's fine though. No, Emma's. Yeah, oh, dude. I, I saw her recently, have, and like we joked about that. I have a funny story for a first kiss. I don't know your first kiss. This is also weird too because like name dropping the people that listen to this is like I know it's like ten what people, what all but, uh, what all five people that <laughs> yeah, listen I know just one of them happens to be <laughs> oh, it's so Jake Dunn probably what you, you you think Emma Ballas listening dude by the way I love Emma Ballas she's awesome my uh my first kiss dude I was so scared I was yeah. crapping oh, my same. pants like m- full body shakes yeah. like consumed by fear. Oh, when you, all you can feel is your heart rate. Yeah, and you're like, I, I want to do this thing, and she wants, okay, but like, my first kiss, like, honestly, like, I appreciate this person so much because she literally, like, held my hand through Aww. the whole, like, no, through the whole experience. <laughs> no, metaphorically. Like, she, okay. she, like, because <laughs> I was so scared. Well, like, can you give me some context? Like, her, yeah, what? I'll, I'll get into it further. Yeah. But I was just so nervous and so scared that, like, she had to, like, it's okay. Like you can, you can do it. You can do this. Like we can get through this. And I'm just like, I can't, I, I can't do it. I can't do it. I need but, to call my mom. That's such a funny stage of life. Cause it's like, you're, no. you're just raging with like hormones. And yeah. Like, all your friends start like talking to girls and it's like the craziest experience. Like, Oh my gosh. Like, like do you remember like when you get a boner, just like cuddling with a girl? Oh yeah. That was awful. Right. And you're just like, you're like, and you're like, I hope they don't know. I hope they don't. I you know. can't move. Like you don't even, yes. you don't even move your body for like two hours. Yes. Because cuddling is the most gnarly thing. And, on and you're planet just, Earth. you're just fully bricked up for a good two hours. <laughs> yes, dude. Yeah, man, the good old days. Dude, and it's like, it's like severely like, all the guys know what's going on, and like secretly the girls kind of know what's going on yeah. too, and they talk about it. Yeah. But like, it's just the the scariest feeling of like. I am like you almost feel like guilty about it. Like I feel like a piece of crap. <laughs> well, also that I'm uh, reacting holiday, like this by Utah. by touching a girl. Yeah, yeah. Um, this is kind of off topic, but something I saw a thing and it was like, you know, it was probably on TikTok, honestly. Which is I hate saying that, but it is, <laughs> it is what it is. But all the greatest things. Yeah, but it's like I learned so much from TikTok. But it's like, you know, it's like girls are asking like guys, why don't you shoot your shot with girls and. It's like, because we don't want to end up as a screenshot in y'all's group message. Oh, my God. It's so true. So relevant. Like. Oh, my gosh. Like, it's scary. Like just hit me up. Yeah. There's so many things like that. It sucks. And see, that's what that's what I feel like a lot of just, like, meme culture creates, like, such a fear of just, like, doing normal things. Because it's like, yeah, you become a meme. And, like, in high school, like. Like, just think of all the things that we experienced with being fresh into, like, the social media world of, like, Fine. kids tweeting things. Like, something happens. Something gets out. Like, Do you remember you Ask have, FM? You have? No. Oh, you didn't have that? No, oh, that was a bad app. That Boy. was a bad app. That was – it was you could – you sign up, you make an account, and you can ask people anonymous questions. Oh, So, no. like, you and I could be signed up, and I can send you – 
like any i could literally send you anything and it won't tell you who wrote it who it is yeah oh so you could just oh say my god cyberbullying to the fucking max oh i'm sure dude. yeah that got taken down pretty quick really yeah oh i'm yeah. sure that's good no it's bad but but that's what i'm saying dude like why it's so damaging for like kids to be like or for adults to be like, oh, just you wait until you get to the real world. Like, dude, they're in the real world and going through some gnarly, yeah. some gnarly shit with, yeah, with just social media and like why it's so important to just talk about mental things because it's like, like sc- screw like going into the real world and getting a job. Like, <laughs> as a teen, like you're going through so much crap just with, like, just think of our experience in high school where we didn't even have like as much, uh. Okay, we had the knowledge of social media, but just like uh, it's going, it's it's not getting any better. Like, like all of these platforms and stuff to like, like you have uh, an experience with a person, and then like kids are so like don't have the proper just like coping mechanisms and aren't able to communicate their feelings. So like, if you have an experience with a person and it goes south, like that person on either end could like send like screenshots or like mm-hmm. whatever like things that were really intimate between two people yeah. then get made public for everyone to see and then you literally have like the most mistrust and like that is so damaging dude to like have people literally see just like a very intimate side of you that like yeah, shouldn't be sold. and then so on top of up. like cancel culture like oh my god high, <laughs> high school kids are fucked up like god <laughs> yeah, high school is, high school is brutal <laughs> brutal like i had like i had like a lot funny of fun to say the worst thing that you can think of yeah it like really it, like high school is fucking brutal <laughs> oh it's oh it's tough so tough it is i, I mean, mean it's like in time it's, it's so fun and like you're surrounded by fun people and distractions and just like it's fun but i mean that's the thing but is like behind closed doors played, we both played sports like we both you know like had friends but like that doesn't mean it's easy like no God, hard. No, and it's this is why like I want to talk about the things that aren't just like like I want to talk about the things that happen when you're freaking alone and faced with all the things that add up that all the th- all the things that actually do make you feel some type of way <laughs> when you're alone faced with yourself like yeah. I want to create like just a, a place where like that's more openly talked about than just like funny shit because it's real dude like this crap some of the hardest times of my life where it's like it, it it makes those those points like make you feel so isolated <coughs> and so small and empowerful and like just like like as i'm sure you know it like i feel like your lines aren't going very high you, is it turned up enough cuz mine go up um maybe you just have a a deeper a richer timbre tone. in your voice. A richer tone. Okay, sorry. I just you have a richer tone. Go ahead. You have a dick yeah. tone. Yeah. But uh, let's just uh, wind this up with like some takeaways, like through. It's really? Been maybe twenty minutes. I know it feels like a lot longer. That's what's nice. No, as sure opposed, like, enough. but with Ezra, you're just like. Uh, Ezra, What's next? Got, wanna give me any help here? So as I watch, I watch that <laughs> podcast of you guys in my bed alone, and I was just cracking <laughs> up because I knew how mad you were, <laughs> and I knew how little Ezra cared. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. We should have Ezra on here just so he can be. Let's get us the, three, and we'll just the voice shit on him. <laughs> no, but the voice of the voice of reason of like he'll he'll just be the voice of like objectivity, like yes. objectiveness. Yes, of like. 
See, that's Benson. Oh. That's Benson too. Of like, Is he? Of like, just <laughs> not not openly talking about just like feelings and emotion. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Um. No, that's so. It's. Yeah. <laughs> Ezra. Ezra. God. I'm. Yeah. What are you gonna say while well, Ezra's gonna listen to this? What like, do you want to say do, that you wouldn't say to his face? Do you think, do you think Ezra's going to listen? <laughs> yeah. Dude. Didn't he openly say he hasn't listened to any of yours? Probably. <laughs> oh, I Same love Ezra, my... but he is he's just a little inconsiderate. <laughs> Inciderate? Inconsiderate. See, it's like... <laughs> he he, ta- oh, no, what he was... talks about it, too. He goes... Like, he I like brags to, about it. If this is a simulation, like, what if it's my simulation and everyone else is just, like, a part of my simulation? Yeah. Like, that's what the problem. Ezra's-, <laughs> Ezra's problem is that he just, like, if he gets hooked on something, he's just so goddamn stubborn that it's the, like, <laughs> if he got hooked on the idea that we're in a simulation, he is never going to back down from that, and he will fight us to the death on it. <laughs> but, no, what I was going to say is, I think he would he would absolutely love my statement of like that you're not really important and no one is paying attention to you. Yeah, for sure. Cuz I think I think that's something he does such a good job of. Yeah, yeah, he's he just, does, dude. He's just so comfortable in his own skin and like comfortable doing his own thing. See, that, that's like, that's what I'm curious about with Ezra, dude. Listen, bro. I see through you. <laughs> don't think that I, I see don't see you. through it, but no, just like that persona of like of he does do a great job of just like not letting what people think of him get to him mm-hmm. but i also question like i wonder if it does yeah. <laughs> yeah i wonder when he's not just a just a ezra all alone a weird at his bed <laughs> at the jeffrey home just <laughs> per usual just pretty much every night it seems like oh drinking Lacroix. Yeah. See on the on the topic of just like substance, like I obviously kind of grew up. I don't know. Maybe we'll have to edit this shit out. But I grew up in a. Home. This is a part that I've struggled with with the podcast because like I really want to talk about my experience. Yeah, that's hard. But like for obvious yeah. reasons, like yeah. but like I grew up with a lot of drinking in a home. Mm-hmm. And just seeing like long term effects on those being the main coping mechanisms that someone has. Like, and then starting to see just like a similar pattern of behavior for me to gravitate towards similar coping mechanisms. So, like, where I've been at, it's like I've been thoroughly trying to not feel attached to anything. Yeah. That's good. You know what I mean? Well, that was a big thing with me quitting nicotine was like, like, because I was, you know, like, you know how much I was using. And it was just like, I just don't want to, I don't want this to be like on my head. Because like, yeah, like you want, you want to be it's free. Like, you want to be yeah, free. Absolutely. Because it's like, you know, like if I have like a Zen in or whatever, it's like, and I spit it out after, you know, I throw it away after a while. It's like, all right, like when, you know, when am I going to be able to step away from my family or when am I going to yeah, dude, get it, back to it, my it, house and like grab a new one? It's like it creates like this weird it does. dynamic it of like sucks. feeling like you need to hide it and like yes. feeling like you don't want your family to see. And it's like, like I was ashamed of it. Like I really was. Yeah. And that was such a huge thing for me quitting is just like I hate feeling like embarrassed about this. Yeah, dude. And like the body feeling like it needs to have something in order to like no. that was like a, a like a, a comfort that like 
Well, I was like that a little bit in May too, because I was I was a bum all of May because graduated done with lacrosse and I was just bumming it out. But yeah. But with that, you know, it kind of goes back to that idea of just giving yourself perspective because, like, yeah, like it can be fun for a little bit, but then after a while, you're like, you know, I kind of just miss like being just stone cold sober, just yeah, just dude. being being there. And it's yeah, being there, being there. That's what it yeah. is, because it's like, uh, you know, yeah, dude, because it, it's like like you said, it's fun, like to just experiment with like different state like different uh places of consciousness like oh what is this thing yeah to like oh woo, this is wild yeah, like, like oh, I, I feel, golf is i feel different high. on the inside <laughs> you know what i mean yeah but then when it's like your body starts to like convince itself that it's better with that substance but then another part of you is like fighting like i i know that i don't want this and i know that i don't need this mm-hmm. but then it becomes like an internal battle battle that you're so heavily consumed with that like it makes just living feel like a battle yeah. like that you can't like be there without yeah. being like okay when am i gonna go like wh- when am i gonna be when am i gonna be able when's the next again? chemical release yeah. of this feeling yeah. it's it's so interesting yeah. but you know what is so funny so no i don't care about saying this on here but like so i was I started taking Lexapro, which is SSRI, selective serotonin reuptake inhibitor, jargon, just an antidepressant mm-hmm. in November-ish. Yeah. Um, and I was taking a pretty standard amount. And when I moved, <laughs> and it was it, like I was doing really well. And there was a point in maybe March or something where I was just, and the thing with, with antidepressants is, and especially this kind, SSRI, is you need to be really, really careful about taking it and not taking it because if you go cold turkey you know you can obviously miss three four days but after you know for me and like what i was saying was in march or april whenever it was i just kind of unintentionally went like a week or so just because i didn't fill up my prescription i didn't have time to get out and do that and it hit me so hard depression yeah it, it like it i mean i remember exactly i remember what i was doing and i was like holy shit like i'm kind of not doing really well right now yeah. And so obviously, you know, I go pick up my prescription right away. And then when I moved back home at the end of May, I just so happened to lose, like, I just lost my bottle, honestly. I just got lost in moving. Yeah. And, you know, like I said, I also quit using nicotine. I was like, you know, I'm going to just kind of see how it goes. And I had no problem at all. And I think it's because I, like, got rid of nicotine, too. Really? Really. I really, I think it's because. I went cold turkey with my medicine and then I also went cold turkey with the nicotine. And I just think like, like I really had no problem at all. Dude, that is so interesting. Um, I have things to say, but I'm pushing pause because I need to close the window. Yeah. So on this subject, so what I really, so like, obviously we're not, you're more of a professional than I am with your education, but like just speaking from experience and what like I've just experienced. <sighs> so with where where I've been through, like going through school, like I really did not like going through the school process mm-hmm. and how it worked. It's like I would go through school just like doing the best I could, <coughs> get the best grades I could just to be able to hang out and be around people. Like that's the part I really enjoyed. Yeah. And then like post school and then going into college and then like going into jobs, like whatever. I, I still like, I, f- I feel like I was kind of molded in a way to 
think and believe that like I couldn't learn very well mm-hmm. or as well as other people could whether that was my own internal thought process that made me believe mm-hmm. that or someone else's mm-hmm. um so anyway like i started like researching like oh adhd add and like all of these things and like oh this sounds like me this sounds like uh, i can't really like something feels like it's going on in here mm-hmm. so then i go get tested and i get diagnosed clinically by a psychologist with ADD, maybe it was ADHD, I don't know, one of those, but like my probably like ADHD. The hy- the hyperactive part of my brain was like super high. Yeah, that's ADHD. So, um I get prescribed Adderall and that is like <laughs> literally legal meth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like it really it's does brutal. it really does like have this chemical yeah. effect on the brain that is just like <laughs> yeah. Like it's a it's a wild experience. And, like, not going to lie, like, I enjoyed that experience. You know what I mean? So so then it was, like, a comfort that we, we have all of these labels that you can identify with to make yourself think that you have this issue that can be, that is an issue that has a fix with, you know, a certain chemical. So that felt kind of, like, nice. Like, oh, this is the easy fix. Like, there's something wrong with me. So then I gravitate <coughs> towards that. And then I start really depending on that chemical to like to just go through normal life experiences. And then like it get, it got to a point where it's just like I started to just feel so exhausted with like that chemical and feeling like I needed it and like feeling like I couldn't do just day to day things without that thing. Yeah, you were just feeling dependent on it. Yeah, like like my my sense of accomplishment was because of that that chemical you, your sense of accomplishment shifted from you were doing it to this is the Adderall was letting you do it yes exactly so you were so attributing your success to the totally, Adderall which yeah. I think can be a major issue yep. with all of these labels and things that we've yep. you know created to just try and put our whatever psychological condition into a box that can be filled or fixed by an external source like medication and this is all speculative like I'm not a professional obviously I'm gonna keep saying that but then getting to a point in my life where it's like I want to be to be able to do whatever I want without anything like I want to be free from myself and things that I tell myself that I think I need to have in order to create success and I avoided all of the things that came uh like that that I was told that can help with me feeling more organized, being able to accomplish more, like writing things down, writing out a plan, planning. I love writing stuff down. Yeah. And like things like that, like just being more mindful, like not just scatterbrained going from bouncing from one thing to the other, to the other, to the next, to the next. And so that's where I really came to like really be fascinated with how, how much of what I thought I was, can is not true how much of what my experience was prior to me thinking the simple fix was like a chemical can transition into me creating a more uh sustainable more productive version of dallin that i didn't think i could be through all of the tough and shitty things that take a lot longer to do that we live in a society where it's easy and quicker to just get that simple fix that mm-hmm. fixes things quickly. But it's like, 
you can get stuck in those ruts for a lifetime. Yeah. Yeah. Whew, damn. Mic drop. Mic drop. Probably felt good for you. Yeah. See, and that's why like these things are. Are you are you, are you taking anything right now? No. It's nice, isn't it? It's it is nice. Turkey. And but like I'm sure you can feel too with like this is like the first one of the first times of my life where I've really dedicated like a schedule to physical activity for like a long <laughs> period of time not just like the weekend warrior like yeah. go hard for one week and then not do anything take a month off. like it really does like read programming my brain to when i have ruts to not fall into patterns of letting myself just feel shitty mm-hmm. but understanding that i can change this deep dark emotion yeah and a lot of people just want to identify with that feeling that, no, you don't understand what I'm feeling. Like, this is what I'm feeling. This is unique to me. Yeah. But what I've come to understand is that I've been able to, you know, change. Like, obviously, those those emotions still come, and it, it, you don't just so heavily rely on, like, identifying with that feeling that I am this feeling. I am depression. I am anxiety. Like it's, it gets to a point where you can, you know, train it and understand what it is and let it go. Yeah. Not to not feel it, but you can feel it and experience. Yeah. But have a quicker turnaround to letting it go. Yeah. You let, you let it go. My, my doctor described it as you can imagine like mangrove trees, right? Water, mangrove trees, land, and you know, big waves come in and those, those are kind of those overwhelming emotions and you just let it, you feel it out. You know, you deal with it, you process it however you need to. And by the time that wave has gotten to land, right, it's died down because of all those mangrove trees. And that's kind of how it's like, Damn. it's going to come, right? Like, that'd be, like, life would be so boring if it was just all, like, just easy. Like, God, that'd be so boring. Yes. And so it's like those waves, you know, those kind of overwhelming emotions, like, they're going to come. They're never going to end. That's a good thing. But, like. Just, just let them come. Like let, let, let them be. Deal with it. Process it however you need to, and then it's over. Yeah, dude. So well said. Yeah. So well said. The, I, I love, I love talking with in a way that people can like use imagery. Yeah. I mean, and that's that's the thing. Like, and I just do so much of my like problem solving and like kind of mental thinking just based. You know, it's like I just love ideas. Like I love quotes. Um, me too. You know, like, just right. You know, and it's like, honestly, like through Utah Lacrosse, like I've just acquired so many of them, which is like something I'm so thankful for. Is like, I can, you know, I feel like I've got something for every for so many different emotions, so many different like scenarios. Through quotes from like coaches, or through, just through that, just through experience, through you know those lows, through talking to friends, through talking to my parents, through talking to my therapist, you know. Just like just all those experiences I ha- I've had have just accumulated into kind of this big, you know, you could almost call it like a, just a big like first aid kit. Oh, that's a great way of looking at it. You know, and I've, I've just got, you open it up, you've got all these different little things that you can, you, apl- you know, like I'm not going to use a huge, huge Band-Aid for a little scratch. You know? Oh, that's a great point. And I'm not going to use a tiny Band-Aid for a gaping hole. Yeah. You know? Totally. And, like, really getting in touch with what you need, with what your body needs, with what your mind needs, instead of just being so uh, consumed by the emotion itself. Like, being yeah, and to learn new coping skills and mechanisms that help you understand those parts of you better. And also, like, 
I want to incorporate also healing. Mm-hmm. Like when when you have just specific traumas, like we all have trauma, and when you don't address, when you don't really address those things and you just continually just push them to the side, like it's almost a way of your body saying like, hey, you have things that you're holding on to still that you haven't really processed, mm-hmm. whether it's from childhood or whenever it happens that like it's a way of your body saying like you have things that you need to heal from you have things that are taking up space in your body that are consuming your your thoughts and your reactions and it's like your body knows that there's a better better way and it's those protective parts of your mind that's like trying to convince your body to like no i don't want to bring these back up because these hurt me before yeah and you know you've you talked about this in maybe your first or one of your early podcast and you just said like you you used to think that you would analyze and you would plan out every possible future that can come and you kind of convinced yourself like okay like this is a good thing that I'm doing because like I'm going to be ready for every situation like that was the exact same way and that just that just leads to anxiety when you are you know there's nothing wrong with thinking and planning for the future but as soon as it starts shifting towards more negative you know kind of a negative uh you know more negatively that's anxiety and it's yeah funny because you know you've talked about when you're alone you know that's when those thoughts are going to start coming and you know t- 10 30 at night you're laying in bed like when i was struggling it was like oh my god like this is everything is so bad yeah, and like my, i feel like dying yeah and like my growth has shifted from worrying about what's going to happen worrying about this this and this to like appreciating where i'm at and also being able to like look back and kind of analyze and think and rerun through different experiences I've had. And, and it's not like, and you know, me like looking back, it's not like, Oh God, I should have done this differently. It's more so like, all right, well I did it this way. Like how did Uh, that affect? That's a great point. How did, how did this affect me? Like, what have I learned from it? What can I learn from it? Like, and you know, where do I go from here? And so that shift from like worrying to evaluating and just like appreciating like where I'm at and yeah, it's just been so good for me. That's that's a and that's and I, and honestly like and that's if I could hold a seminar with uh, you know ten thousand teenagers, that's what I would say. It's just like shift your mindset from worrying about the future to appreciating the moment, and also evaluating and learning from the past. Oh, totally. That's, honestly, you know, that's, that was that that, was that's very all well I'd say. <laughs> that was very well said, and I I think I've tried to incorporate a little bit of those lessons with like baseball and coaching which (laughs) we're doing is that like there's so many life lessons with games like I'm sure there are as well with lacrosse of like with baseball like if you're so consumed with if you're so worried about the next inning about what's going to happen while you're in that inning that you're in you're going to make a mistake because you're not you're not mentally there or if you're so frustrated and pissed off about something that you did or didn't do in the inning before, then again, you're going to not be there fully mentally and you're going to make a mistake and where you're at. And that's a perpetuating issue. So it's like the life lesson in baseball can directly transfer to real life that if you are constantly in a state of being frustrated about your past or pissed off about experiences that you had or so heavily stressing or worrying about the future, you're going to not have an enjoyable experience in the time that you're at for a lifetime. Yeah. And that's really sad to think about that yeah. so many people are struggling with. Well, two more Utah cross quotes that are just so, so powerful is 
one being is just be where your feet are just and that's kind of going back to what i've talked about just like appreciating where i'm at it's just like this is where i am this is what i have to do like that's all i'm going to be worried about and then the second one that i love is is just an approach to when you make a mistake when you mess up and it's an acronym and it's called ralph r-a-l-f and what it means is you know when you make a mistake whether it's on the field in life whatever it may be you know, you recognize, what did I do? You know, on the baseball field, I should have thrown it to second instead of first, mm-hmm. you know? Admit it, like, okay, like, I did this, it was wrong, I understand that. And then the L is learn from it, you know? And that's kind of taking a step back and thinking, I should have done this as opposed to this. You know, this is going to be better, this is going to be worse. You know, just evaluating and learning. And then the F is just forget about it because mm-hmm. when you hang on to those mistakes, all you're doing is you're dragging yourself down and especially in a team setting, you're going to drag on your, drag your team down. And even in life, like in a relationship, you know, if you if you make a mistake and you just let it wear you down and it just brings you down, you're, you're hurting those around you. So it's like, again, it's going back. It's like you're it's being a little selfish by just holding on to it because it's selfish towards yourself because you're you're you know, letting yourself stay hurt and letting yourself not grow. And then eventually it's going to start damaging relationships around you. Totally, dude. That was so well said. And, like, I think that also goes for, like, pay attention to people that focus on your faults. And those are the types of people that you need to distance yourself from. Because, like, I've really come to understand... Like, well, for sure, dude. Like, people that weigh so heavily on what you're not doing and what you're doing wrong, that's usually a projection of how they see themselves internally. But that is just so damaging to be around for you. And that's such, like, a deep, dark hole that, like, you constantly are trying to prove yourself to, that you're trying to show someone that, like, no, I'm not this person I'm not what you say you are mm-hmm. and that's a cycle that like you can't win because yeah. that's that's their issue so it's like like what you're what you're saying is what we need to do for ourselves is also pay attention to that's what we need to do for other people as well yep absolutely <sighs> I'm so proud of you <laughs> no, oh, dude, I'm, I'm really struggling with holding my bladder dude go pee that's a psychological thing that I've had since a kid just go where <laughs> where as soon as it's, like, if I have to go pee, it's not like, oh, I have to go pee soon. It's like, I'm going to pee my pants in three seconds. Oh, so it just come, Just go pee. It's fine. Also, dude, I feel like this was pretty good. You felt like it was productive? <sighs> Absolutely. How, how long have we been gone? We've been on for quite a while now. I'd say probably. Probably 30, 45 45 maybe. minutes. That's more than enough time. At 18. Yeah, dude, let's, uh, yeah, dude. over 30 minutes. I went to like talk to people <laughs> and also it's like I, it's like I don't need to tell them it's like <laughs> I'm just telling you god I'm an idiot I'm such an idiot uh, is there anything else you want to talk about um questions dude I just got a notification go to gym leg day yeah I've I've taken a break on physical exercise that's and I'm that's and totally I love okay. it and I, I, you know, well, you've had, I think I earned it. You've had years of being an absolute animal. Yeah, I think I've earned it, and I've definitely taken my time. But like, and that's why I want to get a bike so bad. Is like, I just and, and that's uh, I just like doing things that are. Really it's like enjoyable. I do because yeah, I like fucking love mountain not biking. exercising for performance. No, it's just like ex- that's exactly it. And it's just like I'm just excited to like be able to exercise like for fun and 
you know, lacrosse, like just just like sports in general. I'm so excited to like just start playing pickup basketball again. Yeah, dude. Or like I'm gonna go play men's league tonight. Like, dude, that's such an interesting thing though, because just looking at like my just like you've said, you've come so far and like looking at where you've been, like just looking at myself and like my mental state of like anything that was like super difficult, like I mentally did not want to do like physical exercise. Like my mind was so heavily like trying to get myself to not do it and like Mm -hmm. biking. It just wasn't enjoyable. So then just like reprogramming and retraining your brain to like, this is, this is actually enjoyable. And it's like, starting to enjoy the experience of really pushing yourself and seeing how far you can do instead of just like hating the whole experience yeah from a to z well what's what's your exercise looking like right now because you look good um thanks brother appreciate that i see you had that i thought something i I go to the gym probably like two or three times a week on average and you just go to vasa um yeah dude vasa bro uh on van winkle van wink and then i'm training for a marathon right now that's fucked up. And then I bike every now and then. Occasionally. But once I get a mountain bike, I'm going to go like two, three times a week probably. Yeah, oh, I would. I want to go more. Um, no, I'm just cons- like I'm just consistently on KSL just like ripping through mountain bikes. Rip! Yeah, just literally. Like, mountain bike Like I said, so I sent Ezra and Hannah. I can't wait for you to hang out more. I can't wait for you to hang out more with Hannah. But like. <laughs> Make sure you tell the people. I know. I don't, I'm just fucking stupid that's why i was like you should probably sit here whatever but like i literally am like sending lists. <laughs> there's seven bikes on here that like i sent to hannah and ezra like hey are any of these good yeah but there's here look at this one it's uh because what do you have you have a scott right a scott spark it's she's a dirty girl right now she's a dirty little girl she's a dirty little girl that's sexy trek fuel Fuel X5. It is. I would like a large, but that's what the dude. Nobody has or is selling bikes right now. You should do a large. I decided I want a large. You just to whip it around a little more. Yeah, because have a little more play, a little schnauz. Literally rip those berms, dude. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, and it's like I'm not gonna be getting any bigger. Like I'm. This is the biggest I'll ever be. <laughs> Bullshit, dude. Dude. You don't think you'll go hard again one day when you get that that freaking fever? When you start looking at gym rats again and you're like, oh, I want to freaking be yoked. Do you think that was, like when we were talking about ego, like, do you think that was, like, obviously it was for yourself to see, like, how big you could get. But, like, you you definitely, like, enjoyed a little bit, too, of, like, people seeing that you look like the Hulk. This is, no, (laughs) no. This is going to be a little bit heavy, but it was, like, that was a way for me to, like, self-harm. I see. I see. Like... No, it's not heavy. It's understandable. It's like because it really like like, w- like uh, okay. Like, these are important subjects to talk about, and like I'm interested with this because yeah, this none of this is blacklisted. If you want to ask questions, dope. Because like when like your internals are like causing so much damage, and it's like being so destructive, and like you feel so much darkness and like so much pain that it's like the body, like some people why they would do that because i feel like a lot of people that don't understand like why would someone like you know harm self-harm themselves but it's like like, if you took a look at the to get those feelings out like it's it's a way to yeah like it's a release like i just throw on the angriest like for three years four years in a row my 
my Spotify, you know how it does like the your top 100 songs every mm-hmm. year. Usually, like the first two or th- within the first five top songs, one of them is like Camp, mm. and then one of them is Marilyn Manson. <laughs> that is, Marilyn Manson. That is Zombie. the wildest the spectrum yeah. ever. But it's like, like, yeah, it's like you go through my music. It's like, just it's some pretty fucking aggressive music. Yeah. But no, it's like, yeah. I mean, it's just. You know, it really was just so much of like, ang- I, I lifted angry. I didn't totally. lift for fun. I lifted yeah, angry. I see. And in the weight room. Like you needed a place to put all that shit. Yeah. And, you know, when I would go work out by myself, it was pure rage. It was just like, I just need to hurt. Yeah. And then like with lacrosse, like team workouts, it was just so competitive. It was like, yeah. fuck you. Like I'm going to squ- I'm going to squat. I'm going to yeah, bench. Totally. I'm going to hang clean more than like, you. Yeah. For performance. Yeah. Like yeah. really proving your spot, yeah. earning your spot. Yeah. And so that was like. That's just something, you know, and I've talked to, I've talked to Hannah about this because she's a competitor, you know, just anyone, anyone that was an athlete understands this, that just how important competition is. Totally. But the thing with me and, you know, I'm, you, you'll never lose that competition with yourself, with others, you know, like you, me, as we're going a bike ride, it's, we're going to see who's like the best, who can rip, you know, go the fastest. Freaking as you're fucking rip. (laughs) He's going to win no matter well, yeah, and it's like, you know, and like skating too. It's like Oh my gosh. It's like come on, like go go get that, you know, go hit it. Totally. And so it's just something that I'm just so excited for is being able to compete in a non-stressful environment. Yeah. Cuz that's what lacrosse was. It was just like just so just like I need to like it's just, you know, I need to win and it's like yeah. not, you know. Which Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, played <it> off. <laughs> but that's a uh, I feel like What's the freaking, what's his name? Ezra? No. Our friend? <laughs> from Queen. From Queen? The he- main singer of, of Queen. Oh, Freddie Mercury? <laughs> Freddie Mercury. Yeah. Yeah, he always had, held the freaking stick. Anyway. Oh. Oh, that's that's what you were implying. <laughs> hold the stick. Yeah. Well, just, do you want to fix it? No. I really Do you want to take the mic this. off and just hold the mic instead? Thank you for helping me with this. You're welcome. What we were just talking about? Uh, healthy competition. Healthy non- competition. Non-stressful competition. And that's the thing. I hate non-competitive people. Yeah. They're, they're just not. It's like, really? Like, like, wh- like when drive? I go golf with my family, it's like, yes, yeah, like I'm there to have fun, but it's like, I'm going to talk shit. Yeah. <laughs> like, I want you to talk shit. To <laughs> I want you to hurt me. Yeah. Like, come on. Like, <laughs> let's, make it, let's make it fun. <laughs> See, that is interesting. And where sometimes I get frustrated with myself, like with like that competitive nature nature or just like taking action of like having, like we've all kind of felt the, the lull of like going into a pandemic and having things slow down, like, which has been beneficial. Thank God that's over. Yeah. Holy shit. I hate COVID. Yeah, dude. But, but, uh, just like with beforehand, it was just like, go, 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 go. And then going into like a period of like slowing things down and then things opening up and me feeling like, oh, like I'm like I that competitive part of like I want to be accomplishing a lot of things and like not really knowing where to put like the action. Which, (coughs) yeah, I mean, it's competitive with yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Which, yeah, no, that's that's so spot on. It's just like, you know, I just I just keep going back to like that's something else I've like really tried to grow out of is like 
just kind of finding like silver linings and everything is like with COVID it's like, yeah, I hated that so much. And I was, you know, on crutches for four months. Yeah. It's my foot. It's like, Forgot about like, that. and like, that's a pretty, and that was, and I hurt my foot on my 21st birthday oh, that's in, magical. in Massachusetts, just a horrible, horrible three month, four month span did bad in school <laughs> was taking 12, you know, I was full time summer. Like it was like, it was not a good time for me at all. But like, yeah. But again, like it just like now it's like, holy shit. Like you got through that. I got through and it's you like, it. I just know like how much better, like, cause I worked my ass off in like one of my hard classes and did, I got an A in it and then did really well this, like this year in school. And it's like, just, I just, I just keep going back to perspective. And it's like, if you can take the time to evaluate and find good just from every little thing, it's just like, it just makes you so much better. Yeah, living in it's a like, state of like uh, gratitude and like being yeah. grateful for things instead of constantly absolutely being like this is so shitty like this because then that literally like I I'm interested with like topics of like manifestation like whatever mm-hmm. but, like uh, I feel like we get distracted by what words we use yeah but when we're talking about all of these things like when you're living in the past and like thinking about all the shitty things or like just looking at things as like being crappy like that's what your physical environment is going to be and that's all that you're going to bring from your experience that's just how you're going to feel you're just going to feel shitty yeah. and it's like when you shift that mindset to like oh like man this sucks or like man great. like i'm glad i experienced it like you just feel so much better totally and like it can be hard like being gracious and like being thankful for things is hard it's like you know it does take practice but once you kind of figure it out you just feel so much better yeah and we also you know? live in a society that's built upon like success being material About, things yeah. and money and fame and like, and like bringing people down too yeah it's like yeah who it's yeah, like, dude, like a lot of it's like business, who can i step on to business, get on top dude yeah like people that i was so the, this company that i worked for like i was also so, i was always so fascinated by the people that like were really grounded and like down to earth and mm-hmm. like really cared about other people because it, it, it made so much sense to me that obviously someone who doesn't care about stepping on people is gonna get ahead in the business world and so like that's so frustrating that it, it is a society built on you can be rewarded by being a piece of shit yeah i mean it's you know and there's definitely a fine balance of like being assertive and like being a go-getter but also it's like you know keep in mind of who you're leaving you know in the tracks behind you yeah you know who who's in those footprints yeah that's a great point that, you know who, who'd you who's the bug on the bottom of your foot that you stepped on to get to where you're at totally and i just think a lot of people just either don't care or just lose sight of that and just aren't Ooh, you hungry yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and just you know there just there are a lot of people who don't care and just who don't take the time to kind of evaluate their action how their actions influence others or how their actions Totally. Whatever. Oh, brother. Mm. Dude, we got through all of the subjects. 22 Dude, here's to uh here's to men's health. Men's health. 227. No. no, dude. Well, I think we're good. Let's uh we'll end it here, dude. Um thanks for coming on, brother. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like it's just so funny because well, two things that just make me laugh right now is like A, that right there. <laughs> you I can just so I can just see the the battle going on in your head. It's like, all right, do I make this serious? Do I make it funny? Do I actually make it announce or whatever? Maybe. <laughs> I know. And then secondly, it's, it's like the starts and the endings are the hardest part. Yeah. And then the other thing I'm laughing about and it just makes me happy is like 
like we like this is like kind of the second or third time we've like tried ending this but we just keep talking yeah it's like it, we, we just keep talking about random stuff and it's just like nice it is nice dude. It is. it's like see and that's what like really i had this like it'd be cool just to just a conversation to save these conversations yeah, just a conversation with, like friends and stuff well, and even if like you don't post it like this is something i'm gonna play at our wedding hell yeah you know Hell yeah! It's like at, at our wedding, at our wedding, Hell yeah, at our dude. weddings. Dude, I didn't know we were coming out so yeah. fast, dude. Yeah. At our, but you know, it's like something that we'll, you know, be able to share and, you know, totally. no, I totally agree. It's just fun. Just grappling schnauks. Yeah, just deleting beers. <laughs> I can't wait for my wedding. I'm gonna push the limits of of being drunk, <laughs> of not remembering the wedding. That sounds awesome. It's gonna be so fun. That's why you you hire a photographer. Yeah, <laughs> they can. I'm gonna. Ha- that's that's where I'm gonna spend the money. Is just on a nice photographer. Maybe like three photographer shirts, so I don't miss. Anything. Oh, this happened at my wedding. Yeah. Oh. Oh, I took my. This pants looks off. like it oh. was actually a really enjoyable experience. Yeah. Oh, I I wrote a. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I look happy. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, I I look like that. All right, cool. <laughs> <laughs> Drooling at your wedding. Yeah. Hey, babe, I love you. Oh, that sounds magical. Yeah. Yeah, dude. <laughs> All right. Well, did you do your outro already? Are you happy with that? The outro is um, the podcast is over. Goodbye. Same thing I said earlier is just going to be like stay, be where your feet are, right? Appreciate where you're at. Appreciate the people around you, right? Looking into the future is not a bad thing when it's not kind of negatively biased, when you're not worried about the future. Looking in the past is a bad thing when you're regretting and you're dreading, but it's a really, really helpful, healthy thing when you can kind of pick apart these experiences and learn from it. So be where your feet are. Look forward to the future. Don't dread for the future and learn from the past. Don't let yourself, uh, don't linger on the past. How about that? Beautiful, beautiful steel. And that is why we wanted Steel on a podcast for Men's Health Week. Poster child. Anyway, have a great week, everyone. We'll see you later. And um, bye.